welcome to our second original show on KCAA. That's right. Remember last week I said what KCAA means? Well, that means if Ricky Gervais was on my show, he'd be saying, Ow! Ow! KCAA! Keep comedy always alive! That's right! <laughs> Good old Ricky Gervais. Yeah, he's a little crazy guy, man, with the Golden Globes and Oscars and all that kind of stuff. And he's always always screaming, Hello, John! I'm here! Yeah! Have a drink! Ow! So, so it's pretty cool to be here on KCAA. Yeah, how you doing? So I get to interview the top comedians in the world here. It's pretty amazing. Um, you know, people don't know that it's just really so hard to make a, a great living. Making people laugh as a stand-up comedian or in anything. Radio, you know, uh, sitcoms, TV, movies. It's hard, but it's the toughest when you have a uh, stand-up comedian trying to make them laugh. But some of these guys have... Uh, like I mentioned, um, you know, they worked on major TV shows and films. Uh, some of these guys work with uh, Ray Romano. Yeah, yeah. Are these guys funny? I'm funny, too. I got my own show because of David Letterman. Yeah. And, of course, Christopher Walken. Yeah. I, hey, it's you. What's going on? Hello. Hello. Am I on the radio? Yeah. I actually worked with Christopher Walken on Jersey Boys a couple of years ago. It's pretty amazing. He looked right up to me. And he goes, I go, Chris, how you doing? He goes, fine, tough guy. Who are you? <laughs> Pretty cool, thanks. And a couple of other guys um, work with Robert De Niro. Yo, yo, man, like, yo, yo, God, yo. Yeah, yeah. Freaking whack you if you don't be funny on the show, yo. Yo. So, love Robert De Niro, cool. And, of course, I also got to work with uh, Clint Eastwood on Jersey Boys. Yeah, he was hanging out next to me, and um, when he hired me to do that major to do to do that major part where I played him a freaking mafia guy, you know, say hey, hey, loans going on, hey, 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 yeah, Joe Pesci. <laughs> so, I felt like doing Joe Pesci to him, but I was scared. He would look at me and say, Ah, what are you doing, punk? Ah. I was so happy that he hired me to, and I ended up being on the um, national commercial, seen by millions of people. On uh, see myself on HBO, which is pretty cool. It's like, really, is that me? And I was supposed to have a few lines, but they didn't give it to me. You know, that's Hollywood. Because if they give me lines, they got to pay me extra money. But I did. Uh, I ate like a king. Hung out with those guys, and um, I really thought Clint Eastwood was going to come up to me. When I'm on the set, because he put me in the, like a major scene, like I said. And uh, I said hi to him, and he did say hi. But I really thought he was going to go up to me and say, What are you talking to me to? Why are you talking to me to? Wrong? Huh, punk? Why? Don't talk to me. I'm the director. I'm Clint Eastwood. Uh, make my day. Leave. Oh, thank God I didn't listen to him. I'm going to talk to him at all. But yeah, it was pretty cool to be on Jersey Boys. And uh, the great thing about this show, as as uh, all my people know, you get to listen, laugh, learn, and live through their lives. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. Very happy to be on my show and uh, hear about my show, about some of the listeners. We have 
thousands of them. My website, comicscarma.com, I just noticed uh, yesterday, has 97,000 views. And I know they listen to the shows on my website, uh, their cell phones, iTunes, and SoundCloud. I also have them on YouTube. I don't know what the hell that was. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the heck that was. Yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> sorry about the technical difficulty. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool uh, now to be uh, on here and uh, share my vision of laughing, learning, living. And um, now after the after the twenty shows, uh, just as last week, as you know, I did um, like Greg Travis, and he had amazing he had amazing uh, stories to say. I'm working with Cher and Tom Jones and things like that. But I didn't do the show. I would have never known about some of these guys because they were referred me to me by some of the other comedians. But, you know, the great thing about the older comedians, been around 25, 30 years, like me, um, is they talk about these great shows that they've done. I mean, it's just amazing. Time to share. Uh, you know, a few other guys work with, like I said, major, st- major stars. And uh, the inside scoop, Tom Dreesen, you know, Working with Frank Sinatra, best friends with David Letterman. Really? Really, Tom? And Johnny Carson. Oh my gosh. What a life these guys had. So it's pretty it's pretty cool to uh hear this and I get to share this with my thousands and thousands of listeners and uh iTunes and of course KCAA. Can't forget about that. So <laughs> But um, the great thing about it, after doing my 20 shows, I was actually thinking about this, and um, I said, you know, some of these guys have uh, been around 30, 40 years, but I want to get a woman who is, um, who's been around, you know, doing stand-up just for a few years. I wanted a cute woman, <laughs> a hot blonde. Uh, <laughs> I guess I should leave. <laughs> <laughs> who is younger than all my comedians I've interviewed ever, like 25, 30 years younger. Um, so um, she's new to stand-up comedy for a few years, but is funny and can do comedy. Um, like I said, older comedians like me and uh, younger can relate to. So you have some funny stuff, Erica. Thanks. And she's also a huge media, uh, following uh, 90,000 Twitter followers which, she, of course, she'll ramp and rave about this on her Twitter followers like all the other comedians did, and Facebook and all that. Uh, right, Erica? Yes, of course, yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and she had some very popular web series. Um, I guess did a long-running use of a few things, which is pretty cool, Erica. I mean, Aw, thanks. Our guest also <laughs> did a long-running running radio show, The Prairie Home Companion. And which is pretty good. I saw that and um, saw that uh, yesterday. And um, she worked with me for at a young age of 32. She worked with uh, Meryl Streep, Martin Sheen, and even worked on the top sitcom Modern Family. That's like the number one thing. And uh, she worked with many other horror films. So it's nice to have 
Erica Rhodes, yay! Hello, Erica. Hi. <laughs> yay. yay, me. You made it. Woo. <laughs> you almost got lost. Yeah. I called her on the phone. Erica, where are you? I'm lost. I don't know. Live around. I'm a few minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> Burbank, you know, it's just another, it's like a different country up here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Burbank is true. So, um, so you know, I'm an East Coast guy, mm-hmm. and I'm a New Yorker. Not really New Yorker, I'm from Rochester, New York. Nice. So, and, um, I'm from Boston. Yeah, I guess you're from Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you when you park your car, is that what you say? Where's your accent, the Boston Yeah, I'm accent? from Newton, so it's, I don't, you don't have an accent. From like a town outside of Boston. Oh, really? Yeah. So we don't they really they, they don't, they have, don't an ac- have an accent there. Really, really I yeah. didn't know that. No, it's mostly just Boston, like right in Boston, that they have that. Park your car and have it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can park yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk the dog. I, yeah, yeah. I can't even really do it. I can do New York accent better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's pretty cool because I have some friends from Boston. So on the and yeah, I have a friend called Steve, and he talks just like that. Mm. I mean, like he's talking like that like his whole life, you know. Right. Even yeah. Out in L.A. You know, Steve, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Fine. Fine. How, <laughs> how you doing? You say how are you doing? <laughs> My mom's from Minnesota, and so I think I have a little bit of that, a little Midwest twang. That's what you My call mis- it. Midwest, Midwest twang. twang. All right. Hi, how doing? All right. How are you? Oh yeah. Don't you know that kind of thing? <laughs> I'm gonna call. I'm gonna name her Erica. Yeah. <laughs> That's something like a Midwest kind of like a Boston thing. I don't know. <laughs> kind of mix it together, you know. So. <laughs> now were you were you were you born there? And, uh... uh yeah, I was born in Boston. Were you born in Boston? Yeah. Okay. And um. Now, do you have brothers and sisters and all that? I have an older sister, yeah. and she lives in Oklahoma now. Really, She's Oklahoma? She's a mom. She she has two kids, and she teaches at um, OSU. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Wow. Oklahoma um, State. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, so she became a mom. and Was she ever into, like, entertainment or anything like that? Like, like that? Um, I mean, she dabbled a little, but she was more into writing. She she went to journalists. She went to um, yeah, she was a journalist and she went to journalism school. For uh-huh. that. Yeah. She never got into. Did she ever write for comedy? Like write comedy or anything? Um, like that, she or? worked for Prairie Home Companion a little bit too. Actually, she was write she was writing for him too. Oh really? <clears throat> for a bit, yeah. And she founded her own newspaper in Iowa for teenagers called Your Mom. <laughs> Your mom. Yeah, she 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 was really into journalism and reporting and stuff like that, and <laughs> and now she teaches new media at that school. Out in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> What's your sister's name? Hillary. Hillary. <laughs> yeah. Hillary. With two L's. Oh my With God. With two L's. <laughs> like Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I I. That's the one reason I don't want Hillary to to win, just because I don't want to get so confused with. Oh my gosh! Is it? Are they talking about my sister or the president? <laughs> I just—I <laughs> know, right? Too confusing. <laughs> now, what about you? What about your parents? So you said they were into the arts. Yeah, my mom's a professional violinist. Um, oh really? With uh, Boston Pops. Oh wow! And uh, my dad was a clarinetist, and then he was diagnosed with MS um, when I was a baby, and had oh. to switch professions because one of his first symptoms was his pinky stopped working. Um, and so he became a CPA. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a CPA with a bad pinky. 
<laughs> um, worse than uh, that, yes, actually. <laughs> looking for a CPA with a bad pinky. Uh, and is that you, Mr. Uh, Rhodes? Uh, <laughs> so that's cool. I mean, um, and did you ever? I mean, that's that's pretty cool about um, you know playing the violin and everything. Mm-hmm. So what yeah, was I, it? I played cello too, and um, I went to Boston University and majored in music there. Mm-hmm. So um, I was going down that path for a bit, but. And then I was like, I don't think I want to play in an orchestra my whole life. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be rewarding, especially because I'm really bad at reading music. Like I always, ha- I had a good ear, but really bad at reading. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like I was, that too. I started, yours. Yeah, yeah. I started, started playing piano. <clears throat> started playing piano when I was like 11 years old. Uh huh. Seriously, and I still my mom bought a piano and a Steinway. I still remember like yesterday, 40 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and um. Yeah, and I started playing, and uh, I enjoyed it. I liked it, but here's what happened: I never pursued it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I was I took some lessons. Yeah. Okay, but I didn't go all the time. But the little things that I learned from that when I was 11, 12 years old, mm-hmm. I still play now. Oh, that's and great. And I've written songs. Oh and wow. I, and I can play. And seriously, I played at the Hilton. You know, like on vacation in New York City, and I. I would go and just play at parties and things, uh-huh. and people would actually sit down and listen to me play. That's great. I don't, I don't know how to play, and I played mostly the white keys. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> what, are you racist? Like, yeah, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock. What's wrong Rock? with the black keys, huh? What's wrong with the black keys? I know, I know. <laughs> Where's Chris Rock? <laughs> I know, right? I know, so that was good. That was Thanks. good, yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, the white keys, I know. <laughs> but it, I don't know how to, you know, it was hard for me to put the chords together, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but seriously, when, when I, when I, when I did it, it was just amazing. It was just amazing mm-hmm. that, that, um, that I get people actually liked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my manager says that he thinks that musicians are frustrated comedians and comedians are frustrated musicians, <laughs> which I think is really true. A lot of comics have, have a music history Yeah. and a lot of musicians are really funny. You know, so yeah, there's some because there's a timing thing. You know, yeah. it's like you have to have a good ear for both of the things, and um, sort of a sensitivity, I think. So, I wonder if Isaac Perlman is funny. <laughs> I, I'm, sh- I'm sure he is. I think I met him once. I think he is funny. Really? Yeah, I think he is. He's funny looking. Mm. Um, no, <laughs> just, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, were your parents funny at all? I mean, you know. My my mom is hysterical. <clears throat> my dad is really really funny, um, like because he's he's in a wheelchair now because he has MS. But um, oh, but I, he said the funniest thing I've ever heard him say when I was home recently, where my mom was telling me my mom always cuts out article you know newspaper articles for me, and like when I was home visiting, she had all these newspaper articles on the dining room table and she's like, right. honey, are you going to read those? Are you going to read those? And I was like, yes, mom, if you stop bugging me about it, I'll read them. Just <laughs> stop, you know, annoying me. And she's like, oh, you've always been like that, honey. It's, it's always like, if I tell you to do something, you don't want to do it. And it, and it's always like walking on eggshells with you. And my dad, who's been sitting in the corner, just completely silent. The entire conversation <laughs> goes, I wish I could walk on eggshells. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> I wish I could walk on eggshells. That's, oh, that's funny. So he's a funny one, and my mom is my mom is a character. So I think I sort of like I'm a lot like my mom, and I think that I get sort of 
like the funny quirks of her personality and my personality, but then like the kind of the just the funny gene I think is from my dad. <laughs> yeah, he's, I talked about with this really with uh, Greg Greg last year last week. Um, and I've said this on my show that my mom is hysterical. Uh huh. Seriously, I get everything from my mom. Uh huh. <clears throat> you know, sense of humor, all this. I'm not exactly sure where and when um, my impressions came in because that's usually what I do in my act. Mm-hmm. I do over 200 voices. Oh wow! Yeah, seriously, and it comes so easy for me, and it's so for me easy for me to just to pick up a voice and do it. I mean, mm. I can listen to it once or twice for you know a few minutes, and all of a sudden I'll do it. That's great. Yeah, that's why I just started doing. It. And I can I can pick up new ones like Ricky Gervais new and mm-hmm. you know I've been doing dinner for a long time. So and, you definitely uh, have a good ear then if you can pick up. Yeah, yeah, and I wrote a wrote a country song last year and uh, called All the Above. Yeah, and it's about a guy who falls in love with a woman, and he takes a test from his mother. His mother says, take this multiple choice test, and if she passes it, and she gets all the above, you should marry her. Mm. So I wrote a song. I That's came up with the idea a long time ago. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I, um, I just literally sat down for a couple hours and wrote the lyrics, went to a guy, Mike, and uh, put it together, and within uh, literally within a couple weeks... Hired the musicians and put it all together, and um, it came out great. It came out great, and it's all the above. And he sent it to Nashville and waiting to hear back from some people. And, oh, cool! <clears throat> you should play it on this show. I know you're. <laughs> I should. I should. And I actually two weeks ago I, I went to our Ireland's bar and I, I sang. I sang Ooh. in front of uh, about twenty five, thirty people. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the old Southern twang, you know, all the above. <laughs> See for all the cherish you give me. Yeah, I sang it. It was pretty cool, and uh, it's exciting. So my whole point is, music is great. You yeah, know, music is great when you when you do that. You know. Um, now, what, what gave you the motivation to move to LA? Because you came out here like nine years ago, like you yeah, said. Yeah, I did a to follow your dreams. You know. And, well, I did a horror film. One of my <laughs> first. I did. I went to acting school in New York, and then right after that school, I booked a horror film called Plague Town which is this indie film that now is sort of a cult following. <laughs> and the and the uh, director, his name's David Gregory, he uh, he and I became very good friends, and he was L.A.-based. And he told me, he's like, you should really move, if you want to do, you know, film and TV, you should really move to L.A. So I took his advice and moved here. Wow. Kind of without, I didn't think that much about it. I was just like, well, yeah. Well, you didn't, yeah. um... So, <clears throat> so you were in high school plays and things too, like that. That's yeah, what... yeah, I was. Yeah, I remember one time my um, my drama teacher in high school was like uh, introducing me to somebody, and he goes, "Yeah, she's a she's an actress who thinks she's a cellist." Because at that time I was really into cello. Oh right, right. But she, he he knew better. He's like, "No, she's an actress." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did a bunch of plays in in high school, and okay, yeah. I kind of always knew I would go back to like performing and acting, but I had the music sort of, I was sort of sidetracked with that for a bit. Right, right. Yeah, well, that's how I got started. Mm. Uh, first, yeah. yeah, the first thing I did in my life was I never acted before in my life. And my friend Adam told me, says, John, get into acting. You, you love it. Because I was always just, you know, I was doing impressions when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 10, 15 years old. And so, bottom line is, I ended up going into, uh, into acting and, um, uh, first play I ever did was for the Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, never acted in that's my life. That's funny. That's one of the first things that I used to audition for something. Like, I uh, um, there's this, uh, what is it called? It's an operetta called a, a Mall and the Night Visitors. Okay. And my 
uh, my church when I was a kid was putting that on and I auditioned for the the lead them all but i i sang sunrise sunset yeah. sunrise and <laughs> yeah. swiftly da, da, yep. da, da. and it's so funny that like a little kid was singing that song because that song is for like an old man know, who's seen it all sunrise, like a little sunset, girl being like sunrise sunset sunrise <laughs> swiftly go the day i know i know, da, I know. Da, 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 and I just went, yeah, and I just went a couple of weeks ago and saw it at the, uh, mm-hmm. at, at, and with my friend who played Tevia. He's oh, my friend wow. for 35 years, and me and him and his wife went to go see Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, and, that's and so he, cool. And he played Tevia <laughs> in it, and it's like it was hysterical. It's that's like, great. Very, very funny. It was really cool to see. So anyways, I never acted in my life, and I ended up getting Mortka the Innkeeper. Oh, wow. I got the lead. That's great. Yeah. I had to learn how to act, learn how to sing, memorize the lines, everything. Yeah. My gosh, it was crazy. But that's kind of what motivated me to, you know, get into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it took me <laughs> 25 years to move out of here. But I did stand-up comedy in Miami and all these kind of things. Yeah. And, you know, and all that. But um, um, so how did you get into stand-up comedy? And Were you nervous to do um, yeah, I started, <clears throat> well, I had a few sort of false starts. Um, I had one, I had one start where okay. I, um, I was, uh, I was dating a, com- I was dating a comedian for a bit okay. and, and we went on a date and he's like, you should, you should, or no, I said, I want to try stand up. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I went out, we, we were on like our first date, I think, and he was going to do an open mic. And, and I was like, he goes, why don't you just get up? And I said, okay. And so he kind of helped me write a few jokes and they were, they were totally in his voice, not mine. And so I got up and I completely bombed. (laughs) And afterwards he goes, he's like, well, that didn't go as well as I thought it would. (laughs) And then I didn't try it again for like a year and a half. Right. And, um, I remember the, the moment that people were telling me to do it was actually at my sister's wedding. Um, I gave a speech, you know, because I like she asked me to say something and okay. I gave a speech and I thought this speech was like extremely genuine and heartfelt and people were laughing and laughing and laughing. <laughs> and I was like, what are they laughing at? Like, I think I'm just being like r- very real and very right, honest. Right. And then afterwards, everyone was like, you are so funny. You should do stand up. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it, so it really confused me, you know, but then again, it took another maybe six months after that. And then the acting was kind of not really going where I wanted it to go. Right. And um, meaning it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just not. And uh, Join the club with thousands of other yeah, people. Yeah, I was just really time. frustrated with the process of auditioning. And, and I've always been a performer. I've performed since I was a kid. Right. And so to not have that outlet for me was like horrible. It was, you know, so I had to have some sort of outlet to perform. And so I had, I remember... I had a really bad um, audition for Parks and Recreation. Oh wow! And uh, right afterwards, um, I was and I felt so horrible. It was like went really badly. It was like three lines, and I messed up the first two. I was like, <laughs> "How do you even do that?" And so then I went to an open mic and I reenacted the whole thing, and I was very, you know, I was very yeah, yeah. cathartic. And, and I had people, I had someone in the audience play the casting director, and I acted out the whole thing. Really? Oh and then God. I taped that and I posted it on Facebook uh-huh. and. My manager calls me and says, I had already signed with my manager who, who reps a lot of stand-ups, but I, you know, yeah, I was, Bruce, right? I, yeah, Bruce, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Smith, Smith at Omnipop. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, um, 
and he he called me and he's like, "What are you doing posting your first stand up on <laughs> yeah. Facebook? That's like posting your first cello lesson. Like take it down <laughs> right, immediately." Right. Right, right. And I was so embarrassed and humiliated. Yeah. But because I had posted it, somebody had seen it and was like, "You should um, do my show. I'm doing I'm doing a show." And because I committed to doing the show. I, I was determined to kind of figure out how to, he was like, you don't ever get up and just talk again. Like you have to write jokes. Like you can't just get up and vent like that's, you know, right, right, and right. so he kind of guided me in the right direction. And I wrote, I ended up writing like 10 minutes in a week. And then I went and did the show and, and it went really well. Yeah. And I suddenly was like, okay, I think I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, and I just... felt kind of redeemed <laughs> in my manager's eyes. But when you first did stand up, I mean, the very first time, were you scared to death? Like, I was. Um, I wasn't really nervous because I didn't really know okay. what I was doing. Um, like in that open mic, you know, I I was a little nervous, but I don't think that I really had like any stake. There weren't really any stakes, you know. And I and I had been performing so long, so performing in general okay, didn't yeah, scare yeah, yeah. me. Yeah. But um, but since then, I I I think I do get nervous now sometimes. Yeah, I remember when the first time I did it, I was you know, I was like twenty three, twenty four years old, mm. scared to death. There's a nice restaurant called the Casablanca, so I know how that is. It was these two Greek guys, Bill and George Petzels. Yeah, exactly. And I did it, and I remember, I still remember this. The guy says, hey, some Italian guy, hey, John, go up there and freaking do some do, do some Italian, some jokes and stuff like that, impressions. And I can't remember what he did with Rocky, a little few little things here. And I was scared to death. I only did like five minutes. It was horrible. But then they just kept on doing it, doing it, doing it. And I loved it. And yeah. And kept on doing it you know it's, i've noticed uh, i wonder if you noticed the same thing where i noticed that some people who start out really bad yeah are the ones that end up really good <laughs> whereas the ones who start out really good often either quit or <laughs> or kind of peak you right, know it's right, like right. the people that start out re- i've seen people who are just awful like yeah. the worst ones ever right and then i don't see them for like six months and suddenly they're really good yeah, and yeah it's like cause whoa because yeah. yeah they just kept at it <laughs> and they weren't used to doing well so that wasn't the norm whereas right, if right. someone's used to doing well in the beginning right then if they have one bad show they kind of look they're like oh well this isn't gonna you know <laughs> right. i can't bomb but you but bombing's like part of the process I and think. did that get into did you that get into uh did it help you get into acting the comedy and things like that well, acting is what got me into comedy. Okay, so you did about, both. Okay. Yeah, the opposite. Okay, yeah. the opposite. Now you're on to um, and you're into Modern Family. That's a big show, like n- number one. Um, you get to meet Al Bundy. I mean, Ed O'Neill. <laughs> oh, I didn't really meet any of them. I just met the kids because my scene oh, really? was my scene was with the two boys. So I just met Manny and um, oh. Luke. That's one of the funniest ones. I funniest things I closed with is is Al Bundy. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go. I go. Ed O'Neill is the same face as Al Bundy thirty years later. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Hey, what's going on here? Oh, hey, that's pretty good. Hey, hey. <laughs> that's pretty good. Hey, you man. actually look like him when you do that yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. So I got that face down. So that's why I do it. Yeah, that's pretty good. So another project you were doing was uh, Prairie Home Companion, like we kind of talked about Meryl Streep. What was it like to work with Meryl Streep and Martin Sheen? And that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it was cool. Uh, Martin Sheen was very sweet. He's very short. He was like, <laughs> really? Yeah, he's very short. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he was really sweet. He he talked to everybody. You know, he went up to every single person and introduced himself. And I'm oh, Martin. I'm oh, Martin. He's a very nice guy. And then um, how short? How short is he? <laughs> I don't know actually. Five, five? five yeah, six. maybe like five. Well, you're five six, five. Six. So yeah, five, you might be six. like five. You might be like five. 
five. Yeah. Okay, wow. I, and, I didn't uh, knew that. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty short. And then um, and then Meryl Streep was actually like very oddly nervous because she's not used to doing live radio. She wasn't used to doing live radio where Garrison like edits the scripts like minutes before showtime. Oh, and we wow. were at Tanglewood, which is a huge venue out in the Berkshires. And there's like thousands of people and it's oh, live really? and you have your scripts and you're and you know she's used to being off book and right. having to be memorized and I very that, prepared yeah. and so i think she wasn't used to the sort of wait he's editing the script like is this normal you know and she was really nervous that she was very outspoken about being nervous she was wow. like i'm oh, i'm i'm very nervous like oh you just do this all the time huh like <laughs> really uh, oh yeah she's freaking out and oh um, it was very it was really cute you know it was really sweet <laughs> and then afterwards she came up to me and she's like you are so good and she was very sweet she played my mom in the script so Wow, so so she was pretty nice, nice lady. Very nice, yeah. yeah. I was so shy She's at the time, star, so man. I didn't Jeez. really talk to her much. Like, I didn't even. I wish I got a picture. I didn't even get a picture because I was like too shy and like didn't want to. How long ago was that? Um, it's probably like eight years ago or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. A while ago. Okay. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun though. Can't you call up? Can't you call up Meryl and say, "Hey, I'd like to be in a movie with you." <laughs> oh yeah, I could totally do that. Yeah, I don't know why I have. I don't know, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Exactly. Yeah, Whole career could be slightly different. But... Uh, yeah, there you go. There you I go. know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know that's pretty cool to be to be in that. Um, you know, be really. I mean, yeah. I, I, what's it about? Really quick, the Prairie Home Companion. It's different. It's a prairie home companion, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but what what was your question? Well, like, what's the mean things about it? it's different different scripts, right? Different things. Oh yeah, every, well he it's every week, every Saturday. Okay. It's live in front of a live audience and um, broadcast live, and he has like the radio plays, so he has his you know actors. So the different, yeah, the different. So it's different, different every every week, and he does a monologue. Um, okay. And uh, and there's music. There's always different music. Guess. It's like an hour long, did it? Yep, okay. I think it's an hour, and uh, he's retiring this year, so okay, so it's kind of a big deal. His last last hurrah. No, you know we have uh, we talk about some of the bad things in comedy. You wouldn't believe some of the horrible things that happen to comedians. Mm-hmm. That's why I did this show because most people don't know that um, you know comedians have a horrible life. Most of them, awesome. <laughs> except for me, I'm lucky. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't make it big so far. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, um, what are some of the? I know you're young and all that, but any bad things that happen to you, uh, health-wise? Uh, I heard some guys get into drugs, alcohol, accidents. You know, one guy battled cancer. I mean, all kinds of things. You know? Oh, jeez. Um, I, I guess I'm pretty lucky because I don't, I can't think of anything that awful that's happened to me. Knock on wood. Yeah. Whoa, that was loud. Yeah, well, that was, loud. <laughs> that was really loud. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that I have anything that's like that awful. What about your what about going <laughs> with your friends or family or your brother, sisters or anything like that? You know, horrible things that well, but actually, well, I mean, did, my dad did. is at mass, and that's yeah, just a long battle. You mm-hmm. know, that's been uh, my whole life, so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that has to do with comedy. <laughs> it's just sort of. Well, you know. It doesn't I mean, bad things happen to everybody. I mean, not just comedians, but people in general. Life, you know, gives everybody challenges, I think. Yeah. I don't think it's just comedians. Yeah. So, so you're, you know, do you go through comedy all the I mean, you, 
Yeah, like I've been through some bad things. I mean, I went through, life. you know, I went through a really bad period of depression before I found comedy, which is actually interesting, I guess. Because, talk about that, yeah. Yeah, because... I hear that very often. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just felt, I, I think that it might be slightly chemical, like my, my um, grandmother has bipolar and there might be some of that. And um, and so I went through a very, very bad depression at, at one point a couple of years ago, right before I found stand-up. And okay. I think that stand-up is kind of therapeutic to me because it's like, I think perform, like just the need to perform is different than like the right. the want to perform. It's more like a need, like I have to perform. It's right, like right. It, somehow it's, you know, therapeutic, I guess, for me to do that. And, um, but yeah, so, so I was just very, very depressed and um, I don't know, I think it was circumstantial, but also maybe chem- slightly chemical. And, you know, I, so I went on slightly... Okay. I went on an antidepressant that helped a lot, but Oops. had to try a bunch of different things right, right, before right. that. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. We're just going to see what time it is. So we, how much do we have time left? Here we got 10 minutes. Uh, I'm talking to Gary. Gary mm-hmm. <laughs> this is 33 minutes. <laughs> oh, I got 22 minutes left. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my lucky number, 22. 22. <laughs> 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 and so we like to just talk to people here in the uh, in the studio and everything else. So, yeah, I got them. So, I, you know, I went through some pretty bad parts of life myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, like right now I got sciatica. I mean, oh, it's, it's, yeah. Seriously, it, it hurts. My oh, no. lower back hurts. I mean, it's... it's That's frustrating. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it's, really, it's crazy. Um, and, and it just happens. I don't know. I just always had a bad back, and I go to the chiropractor and things like that, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, but still, you know, I, I still now that I'm just telling me, oh, do yoga. Do yoga. <laughs> stretch. Stretch. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sometimes yoga can hurt people's backs though i've heard of people getting injured from yoga yeah I know. especially like the inversions like the weird positions like headstands and things like that don't do that no 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 no. <laughs> yeah. i actually had i actually had one of those things that uh actually one of those things that um you, you go you, you go upside down yeah that's those. an inversion <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah inversion. yeah you know, and um, those can be like bad. I think if you don't do them properly, they can. I hated doing it. I did it for long, for almost a year, mm. a long time ago, and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know why I'm I, doing this. What am I doing this for? Yeah. <laughs> this is really, you know, it's like this is really dumb. <laughs> you know what's going on here? You know, but um, yeah, I do that, and I've, you know, I've had some eye problems. You know, getting older, you get mm. wear glasses and things like that. Yeah. It's like my gosh, man. You know, and you got to deal with that crap. And, you know, some other family problems, things like that. And um, I got a pill out of my eye a long time ago. It's okay, but still. Yeah. You know, Halloween and, yeah, and then some, of the, some of the other communities I've talked to, like Steve Mazan, and he battled cancer and things like that. Uh-huh. But he got through it. That's good. Yeah, he got yeah I have it. a friend, um, his name is Quincy Jones, and he has cancer, and he's 32. Quincy Jones? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, not not the other one, different one. Oh. Um, yeah, he has cancer, and um, 
it's very bad and curable and they were told he was told he has like a year left to live oh. and he just uh did a kickstarter campaign to raise money so he could do oh, a special yeah. an hour special and gq picked it up and a lot of big uh, publications picked it up and i think he's raised like forty thousand dollars really which is great and he's such a nice guy i he's he when i first started doing comedy i i met him and he was always so nice to me and just really, really sad, you know. But mm. he, but at the same time, the comedy community is real is has really rallied behind him, which is really amazing to see. You know, like all levels of comedians, like top level comedians, open mic comedians, like everybody has really rallied behind him and really supported him through it. Really? So I think that's one nice thing about com- comedy. It's like it's actually a really closed knit, you know. Yeah. A group of people, and when when you need someone, I think they're there for you even if they're kind of crazy you know (laughs) like comedians are kind of nuts yeah but i think they have you know they have a good heart like a lot of them have really good heart so right right right. so that's nice to see you know i mean and how how old is he he's 32 i know it's very sad but um what kind of cancer is it it's a complicated name like mel megaloblabla not melanoma melaga blah blah i don't even know (laughs) it's too bad to even say out loud but yeah it's it's some kind that is you know really serious obviously yeah i know you shouldn't be shouldn't be laughing about it i know yeah yeah i know but but i'm happy for him that he's gonna do a special you know and i think that's like a really noble thing to do you know he wants to he wants to do an hour special and have something to be remembered by, which I think is what a lot of entertainers want in the end, just have something, some kind of yeah. le- legacy that they leave behind. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah, well, that, that's, you know, that's kind of why I do uh, my videos and things like that, you know, and, um, you know, yeah, a lot of people, I love I love doing YouTube videos. I love it. Now, yeah, I'm starting another channel pretty soon uh, called Old School Comedy. And it's gonna have some uh, good, clean comedy like the old days. Mm. You know, so that's good. Now this is interesting because um, I love watching these old TV shows. Do you like watching these old TV shows? Yeah, I grew TV up. Shows? I grew up watching old TV shows. Yeah, I, I like. I used to love Faulty Towers. You know that BBC oh, yeah. show Towers, right. with John Cleese. I yeah. loved that show. I remember, <laughs> I remember watching that, that as a kid and laughing and laughing, just yeah. sitting there by myself in hysterics, Gosh. laughing. Yeah, I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, My God. I love that show. I watched Lucille Ball and right. all sorts of stuff. Right. What, what, what were your, some of your favorite shows? Mine was Lucille Ball. Yeah, yeah and, that uh, and and you know, on Faulty Towers and um, trying to. Th- I remember just watching a lot of old stuff as a kid. I watched like a lot of Charlie Chaplin movies, you know. Really? Yeah. And <laughs> um, trying to think of what other TV because we didn't have cable really for a long time. At my house. Did you sit around and watch TV to see the old shows from your with your, your mom and dad? Yeah, my mom was always like, whenever I like got sick or something, she would rent a lot of old movies for me, and and we'd have cable, so you get a lot of BBC shows and things like that. There's oh, are, are you being served is another BBC show. Oh yeah, that are was you being served. That's right. That yeah. was funny too. I love <laughs> all the British shows for some reason. I know it was it was all the British shows. Hello. Yeah, hello. Hello, watch me. Yes. Come on. <laughs> do it, Erica. Do it. Watch me now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. I, I, I yeah, I, I, and now, I love watching the old TV shows. I watch me TV, by the way, a lot. I don't know if you watch me TV. No. So all the Is old that TV the old shows. ones? Yes, okay. the old TV shows. It used to be like, um, 
uh, TV Land. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like TV Land. Yeah. It's like all shows from 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm laughing hysterically at the Andrew Griffith show, mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. I, mean, I met Dick Van Dyke this year. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, my he God. He came to got... one of the shows I did in at the Malibu Playhouse. Really? And um, he and Ed, Ed Krasner were in the audience. Ed Asner. Ed, Ed Asner, Asner, not okay. Krasner. Was... <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ed, Kras- Ed Asner and, um, yeah, and Dick Van Dyke were in the audience for oh my, my show. And they both, like, were really sweet afterwards. Man, I've yeah. always, I love Dick Van Dyke, He was man. so nice. He, I think he just turned 90. Yeah. He looks amazing. I know. I know. I'm actually trying to have him get on the show. Oh, like, yeah? Seriously. You should I am. ask him. He, yeah, I did. I'm, I'm, I I'm, bet I'm work, he would. I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm yeah. working on it. I went through his, his manager. and um, mm-hmm. Okay. So he was really nice and sweet He was and very nice. What'd yeah. What did you guys talk he about? He goes, Anything? you made me laugh. <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. I got a photo with him, and he, <laughs> and he said I made him laugh, and that was that was enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about Ed Asner? He was also very sweet and said I was Everybody's funny. Really nice, yeah. yeah. It was kind of cool to have to be doing stand up for them as audience members, you know, <laughs> like they were in the <laughs> audience. It was just really random. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What are the chances of them being there? Right. Oh yeah. I guess Malibu just doesn't have as, you know, Malibu doesn't really have a comedy club or anything. No, so if you do a comedy show out there, which was smart. of. I think he lives out there too. And yeah. He, yeah, exactly. They all live out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. They'll live out there. And I think I, I, I tend to do well with older audiences, like older Older audiences like me because I'm pretty clean and everything. Yeah, I saw like your act. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. It was an older audience at the, like at the Gotham and Flappers and things. Like that. Same with me. You know, mine's mine's mm-hmm. an older audience too. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm old school. Yeah. But yeah, one of the yeah, that's my thing. My favorite shows are like, like Dick, Dick Van Dyke. I, I mm-hmm. love that show so much. Yeah. And I went to uh, one of the autograph signing thing uh-huh. a couple months ago, and Dick Van Dyke was supposed to be there. And he wasn't. He wasn't. Aww. I was so I was so upset. I went yeah. the wrong day. He was, I went on Sunday. He was there Saturday. Oh, shoot. I know, but I thought he was going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Mm. But Barbara Eden was there, and I hung out with um, some other big, some big, uh, some big guys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I actually hung out with Jethro, um, Jethro Bodine. Oh, cool. <laughs> Max Bear from uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Uh huh. Yeah. Very what cool. a nice guy. Oh. And he was talking about acting and talking about working with with um, uh, Iron Ryan and all these uh, people and. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible stories. Incredible yeah. So hearing that, so I always compare now since you're a lot younger. How do you compare some of the the TV shows and sitcoms now mm-hmm. compared to what you're watching 25, 30 years ago when you're when you're a kid or you know 10 years old or 15 years old, whatever, 15, 20 years ago. Mm. Um. Some of them still have like a similar sensibility like I think Modern Family is obviously a modern version of it but it's I mean I find it really funny you know like the Mm -hmm. jokes are really good and everything but then some other shows I think are not nearly as good as the old shows or um I agree (laughs) yeah I mean I think that comedy in general you know has kind of fallen a few pegs down from what it, what it used <laughs> to be. Pegs. Yeah. You many know, pegs. yeah, many pegs down. Many, many pegs. You know, I think they used Erica. to aim they used to aim for a smarter audience, you know, and now people go for easy jokes a lot, both in shows and in, in stand up. You know, they go for the easy, you know. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. That's yes. a, that's the whole thing. And plus it's all it's written by young kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm mean, yeah. by like thirty year old kids. I mean, 
Sorry, but yeah, what do they what do they know about comedy? What do these kids know about comedy? Exactly. What do they, they know about live that? life? Yeah, exactly. You live life. <laughs> what the heck do you know about freaking comedy? <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously. And and I found out, and I read stories that older guys in their fifties and forties don't write comedy anymore. They won't give them a chance to write comedy anymore. Really? Seriously, because they don't get it. You know, mm. they don't go for. That's all social media. It's all and, millennials, uh, millennials. Exactly, stuff. you know, and they hire these social media and YouTube stars and things like that. Now, would now I know you did a webisode series. Which which one? What was it called? It was called Upstairs Girls, and um, yeah, it was. And what was it about? Ah, uh, not much. It was about two <laughs> girls living together and kind of like you know early twenties and and just their little adventures and my. My character was named Sandy, and she was sort of the naive one who was always like breaking up with her boyfriend, getting back together. You know, it was very like simple, kind of. I think I saw outline. that on your acting reel. Was that the one you're putting makeup mm, on? I didn't put that on my acting reel. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something in your acting. Reel. <laughs> yeah, but he, but uh, when did you do that? Oh, just a couple years ago. Like, just moved to LA. Like maybe like five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you're here nine years, so... Yeah, so, yeah, five, nine, five years ago. Five, okay, okay. And then, um, but it, what happened? I mean, you, as Jess, your, your PR lady told me that you got, what, millions and millions of... Yeah, I got, like, like 250 million views. 250 yeah. million views. But the weird thing was that I was credited Gosh. as Sandy and not Erica Rhodes, so... A lot of people, like, thought I was Sandy, and Seriously? I think a lot of my fans didn't know... Yeah, because it was sort of like he was trying to Why sell it. Why did they it. put your name in there? They, he was trying to make it seem like a reality show, you oh, know, geez. and like he wanted them to actually like think I was Sandy. And um, and so, yeah, so I didn't get credited for a while on that show. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I can't believe it. We did so, um, yeah. So my fan base kind of so like melted just, away after. I was going to say to yeah, they. I mean, some of them found me, and some of them have been, still been fans of mine. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of them, I think, just didn't know how to find me after I quit the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Wow, I can't believe it. So that yeah, I was gonna say that would have helped your career a lot. It what did you... in some ways. You know, I got like a fan base. I got some of my fans, you know, to follow me. But um, and it did. It helped with it helped with experience and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it could have done more for it for sure. Yeah. 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 So obviously, when I do my webisode series, I, I, I do, do, I walk out to people, I talk to Greg, and I walk to people and do impressions and see if mm-hmm. they can do it. Yeah. If they can't, they teach them how, and if they can, great. If they can't, it's even funnier. Oh, that's cool. It's called the first impression. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I did another one called Threes of Crowd. Uh-huh. I dated a girl half my age, and she doesn't know any, anything about, you know, Rocky Balboa and Dick Van Dyke oh, yeah. Show and... All these things because she wasn't born yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all she cares about is YouTube stars. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah, and, and all this. What do you know? What's your take on that? And uh, some YouTube stars and all these. Oh gosh. Crappy. I, I just. Say it, but yeah, I just think it's kind of sad and depressing, and it's like, and but at the same time, it, you can't really like deny it, you know, because these are the, they're like. The ones making millions of dollars, so you can't be like, oh, th- oh, it'll go away. No, I know. it won't go away. I know. That's like the new th- form of entertainment now. Just, we have to accept it, I guess. 
Yeah, I know. I just but stand up, I think, is still, you know, people still come and see stand up shows. And it's like, well, the problem is that those YouTube stars, then they'll go out on the road and like, I know. pretend they're stand ups. And it's like they're horrible at stand up. I know. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. So that's one problem with it. Or it's like people just people go for just an audience rather than content now. You know, they just go for popularity. And yeah, it's, exactly. It's a problem. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where things are going. It's kind of depressing. Did you ever run into, um, Obviously, this still happens now. Bringer rooms. Oh, did, yeah. Did you ever do the bringer rooms? I did. For when I first started, right. I did a little bit of that. Right. And it is, it's a huge pain. So irritating, it's isn't so it? so annoying. Yeah, you have to like get uh, people. Hi, Erica. To... This, is, uh, this is Tommy. And um, I heard you're very funny. And, and you have a lot of friends, right? You have right? a lot of friends, <laughs> right? Um, Erica, could you please come down and do five minutes here? Sure. When? Um, yeah, at nine o'clock on a Thursday. Really? Oh yeah, great. That's a beautiful club. Oh great. Oh by the way, you have to bring five people. Yeah. To do five minutes, yeah. ten people to do do ten minutes. Yeah. Oh my I god. I remember like getting cut <laughs> from like five minutes to like three minutes when I didn't bring enough people. <laughs> exactly. On. It's, like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, that's the whole thing about uh, the social media and things like that, you know. And right now, again, I've seen some of your shows. It's, it's good, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing some more, doing some more pretty soon, and all that. But um, yeah, everyone I talk to about the uh, social media and uh, and um, unfortunately, sometimes you get cast, and the casting director will see you just because of that, just because you have ten thousand. Oh yeah, or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, which doesn't make any sense. You might not be even talented, even right for the part. I know, but you have, yeah, I you have, have a following. You have a hundred thousand yeah. followers. Yeah, really, really. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. So you know, we got um, <laughs> actually got about uh, about five minutes left. Mm. Yeah, can you see how fast it goes. It did go fast. It goes really fast. It's just amazing, but um. You know, as you know, as we're as an inspiring show, and um, we've heard some pretty amazing comments from some of these communities. I know you, Perry. You know, I know you know Perry Kurtz. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you looked at my website, but do you know some of these other comedians like Rick yeah. Overton? Yeah, Rick and I have the same manager. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and Jimmy Pardo. Uh huh. Yeah, same I, manager. You same manager. Yeah. And um, Perry knows. Uh, um, uh, I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's been well uh kevin Meany. kevin meanie Me- Me- yeah Meany. he's also with them yeah but in, yep, in new people. york i opened right. for him at the boston comedy festival yeah yeah so i talked to some of these people that are on my show gene pompa i'm sure you've probably been around the block and you've, you've seen some of these guys you know mm-hmm. rich scheidner but um uh they all said great things at the end and the inside inspiring quotes and mm. things so You've done a lot in nine years, and mm-hmm. uh, I said I did a lot, but you did way more than <laughs> I did, and I'm here 17 years. <laughs> so, um, you know, but the way I look at it, everything happens for a reason. Timing mm-hmm. is everything. Yeah. Okay, if something doesn't happen at this age, it might happen next year, and all of a sudden, oh, my God, now I know why that didn't happen, because I did yeah. this and I did that. that kind yeah. Of thing. So, to our listeners, what do you have to say at your age, being on Modern Family and done four films and all these kind of things. What do you have to say about uh, to pe- other people's lives? And- um, I guess, yeah, I guess the main thing 
You mean like in entertainment, like people in entertainment mostly? In general. In general. In general. Start off with entertainment first if you want. Don't be a comedian. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, Erica. (laughs) Thank you so much. Whatever you do, don't. We'll we'll cut that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a comedian. Oh, you said inspiring? Oh, okay. I thought you said tell everyone to quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Despairing. (laughs) Depressing. Tell it to me. (laughs) Um, I guess guess my – I always – tell people that like I think the the number one thing to keep people from doing what they want to be doing or or taking risks in their lives is fear of failure you know and one thing I think that comedy helps people with or the reason people do comedy continuously is because they're not scared of failing and they fail like upwards you know so you right. every time you fail you learn something whereas somehow people see failure at, they have such bad connotations with failure as if that's like it's the end you know right someone bombs a show and it's like it's over for me or people don't don't even try stand up because they, they're scared of failing like well what if i bomb so who cares whatever exactly, exactly like the worst that happens is nobody laughs and you go home and cry that's you know right and your ego's injured a little bit and yeah. then you know so and wh- i remember one time i was in new york and garrison killer who you know it's a huge mentor for me was um i was doing a show mm-hmm. and he asked me how i bombed so bad in new york like it was, I had only been doing stand up for a month and it was my first time performing in New York. So you went to New York. Is that the, the Gotham thing was in New York? City, yeah, that right? was in New York. That was, That's that was first, good. Okay. No, that wasn't my first time in New York. I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah. No, I performed so at, New York City. I performed at another show at another club and I just, it was like silence. Oh. <laughs> it was just silence. Oh, I've been there. And so that <laughs> I told Garrison, he, he asked me the next day because I was doing a show, he's like, like how did it go and i was like horribly it was awful <laughs> and he, he and he made no he had no emotion except for he goes well go to sleep and do it again tomorrow and <laughs> really? that's it you know it's like it's that simple yeah. just keep doing it you know that's and true so yeah. i think that 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 would be my advice is just don't like take away the power that failure has because it's like it's really not that big a deal to fail. Well, it's so true. And, and, and again, that's a, it's a great thing to say, especially mm-hmm. someone at, at your age, you know, which is great. I mean, some of these guys say this in their 40s and 50s, you know. Yeah. And, and also I learn more if, unfortunately, I learn more when I have a bad show than a good show. If I have a good show, I go home and celebrate. Right. If I have a bad show, I'm like, what went wrong? Now, was it right. when was it the first joke or was it like, was it, you know, the tone in my voice or what, you know? Things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah, you learn more. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, I did a show a couple week, couple weeks ago, and uh, and and I did okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the same material that I've killed, right? Seriously, same material I've killed in other audiences did not work for this audience. Mm-hmm. They were a younger, right? Different kind of audience. I don't want to tell you get into, but they were just different, younger audience. You know, they yeah. and. You know, come on, Hispanics, that kind of thing, and they just not worthy. And the comedians before me were dirty. Uh huh. Yeah. Sexy, dirty, swearing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is and, the which easy, is the easy way yeah. to make. And I could have swore and said dick and then got laughs, but yeah. I didn't want to do that. It's not me. Right. So I'm doing some impressions, and yes, they did laugh, you know, but mm-hmm. not as much as I thought when I would do the same act somewhere else, you know, at the Flappers or someplace else. And a different older audience, mm-hmm. okay, and they understood and they were laughing. People come up to me, and shake my hand, and say, "Oh my God, you're so funny!" Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, like the Al Bundy I do and Robert De Niro and having sex, you know, things like that. Yeah, you know, 
So that's true. You just have to basically, um, yeah. all the, a lot of them said, you know, basically go for it. And the thing is, and you, of course, you'll agree with this, that if you don't do it, you'll never know. Yeah. If you just don't do anything, which most actors and comedians don't do, they don't do YouTube videos, they don't follow their dreams, they don't do a show like I'm doing. Yeah. Okay, they don't invest in their career. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you are, I am, and other, other great comedians who've been on Johnny Carson, Letterman, things like that, they all have. Yeah. You know, so. Um, yeah, and create, like, create your own. That, that's one thing I love about stand-up is you can create your own opportunities. You can get up on stage every night if you want. You know, yeah. nobody's going to stop you. Yeah. Does yeah. any Is anyone going to really care that much? N- maybe not. Right. <laughs> but you can still do it, you right. know, like you're totally in control. Right. And it might be open mics, but. Yeah. You know, but it might so, be five people, might be 50. Yeah, like, just, but just go but and get it done. you can yeah. do it. Yeah. You can do it and everything else. You know? Yeah. So we're going to be ending the show right now. And uh, I'm just going to do another couple, like one more minute. But what do you got to say? Um. Uh, how can people see you, and what do you have going on really quick in the ne- in the future? Do you have um, well, I'm producing my own show now called the Nightlight Comedy Show. Okay, that's right. At Circus of Books in Silver Lake every other Monday. Mm-hmm. So you can go to that. It's at 9 p.m. Um, and then I just have you can follow me on Twitter at Erica Rhodes. Right. Um, my website. I think I have a new website coming out soon called EricaRhodesComedy.com. Mm-hmm. And then you can find me on Facebook. And I usually put my shows up on Facebook and Twitter, so okay. you can find up my upcoming shows on there. And uh, yeah. Okay. So you yeah. So you got that going on and everything else. I'll be in. I'll be in uh, Long Island in April too. Towards the end of April, I'm going to be at the Brokerage Comedy Club, um, doing stand up there. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, in so, Long Island, on Long Island. Long Island. Did, yeah. And your yeah, your manager help you get that, Bruce, or just yeah, your own? yeah, yeah. And um, John Trusen, who's the the uh, owner there. That's great. The manager. That's great. Well, you know, it's great to get to have you on here. Thanks and, for having um, me. And I guess we're out of time, aren't we, Gary? Jeez. <laughs> wow, went fast. I can't believe it. It's 57 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. See, that's what I love doing this. I can, I can talk forever, man. Yeah. You know, you can but I just want to say thank you so much. And um, again, this is John Perinci, uh Erica Rhodes. It's great to have you on here. And you can follow her on Twitter. Of course, you can see me on johnperinci.com, um, comicscarma.com, which, you get, like I said, I got over close to 100,000 uh, listeners. And I'm on YouTube and all that. Um, if you Google my name, John Perinci, J-O-N-P-I-R-I-N-C-C-I, you can see 30, 40 videos of me on YouTube doing impressions and characters. You can see me on Jersey Boys and, and so on. I got a lot of good things happening. So thank you so much for listening on KCAA. And we will see you next week with some more unbelievable stories and great comedians. Follow your dreams. God bless you.